What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up, Howard Bender and Adam Ronis. Well, uh, Howard Bender's definitely here. Uh, are, are are you with me here, or are you still wallowing in uh, in all that championship kind of misery? Yeah, the misery's still there. It's uh, not over yet. It's gonna take some time. Were you expecting me to overcome it in a day? I mean, you know, I figured just, you know, after all this time, I mean, literally, like how many years have you been in this business? Uh, quite a few now, I guess probably 13, 14, maybe. So 13, 14 years. You can't tell me that you've won the championship in every league that you've played. Well, I, I get that. You, I get that. It, it, it you know, it, it, it sucks to lose, but. You know, you'd think that after 13, 14 years of it, you would uh, you'd kind of learn how to cope a little bit better. Nah, you never learn to cope with it. And especially, again, the fashion that this went down, uh, just being like the best team all year. And then and most important week, your team is 30 points below average. Uh, very, very difficult to digest. <laughs> I don't mean to giggle, but <laughs> yeah, you do. I really I kind of I'm, I'm getting. I, you know, like, I mean, just like any any other set of brothers in the world, I'm kind of getting off on on your misery a little bit here. And uh, and it's kind of fun to needle you about this a little bit. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, in, in the middle of needling Adam throughout this, uh, you know, this entire broadcast, we're, what we're going to do here is let's, I want to talk about week 17. Um because listen, there are some people who play in week 17. I, I, I think that's probably where we should probably start off because week 17, we can talk DFS till the cows come home. That's fine. Um, but week 17 seasonal, um, are you in any leagues, Adam, that do a week 17 championship? Not one. Are you? No, not a single one. But are you know, are we, is that us because we're in the industry and we know? how treacherous and disgusting week 17 can be. Cause I know a ton of people who are like still, you know, they've got their, their super bowl now. I don't know many. I mean, obviously industry for sure. There's no industry leagues that I am aware of that go to week 17. And you could see most analysts are not really, you know, knowing that most people are not playing. So they're not into it as much, I guess. I mean, everyone still does their rankings and everything, but you could just tell like the buzz, is gone because most people have the championships in week 16. Uh, I guess there, I, I don't know what the percentage is. I still don't think it's a huge amount, even though there are some that do it. It definitely feels like not as many uh, do it in week 17 though. And I see the arguments for it, but here my argument against it is we know for sure. Cause some people argue, well, week 17 is really not that much different than week 16, week 15 injuries, guys get shut down, but we know for a fact, Almost every year going into week 17, there's going to be teams that have clinched, that have nothing to play for, and that are going to rest players. And I know we'll get into it, but Kansas City is the prime example. Could you imagine drafting Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and yep. your championships in week 17, and they're not playing? And you could say, well, they could have gotten hurt. They didn't. Okay, this is not a hypothetical. They're resting because they have nothing to play for. That would just be brutal. And I'm sure there's probably a team that has Tyreek Hill and Kelsey you know, that started at the end and said, I'm going to get both these guys. I love Kansas City's offense. Kelsey's the top tight end. Tyreek Hill's explosive. So could you imagine going into the championship 
without your two first round picks. And they'll tell me, well, Barkley got hurt. No, that's that was beginning of the year. This is because of a game that's no significance to this team and they're arresting them. So yeah, I would Bar- do, I, Barkley didn't carry me to the to, to the into the playoffs, into the championship round. Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and Pat Mahomes did. Right. And look, can guys rest in week 16? Possibly. We re- I don't recall seeing it mostly uh, in recent years. And I think now, too, teams don't want to do that. Because say you're the one seed and you do clinch early, you don't want to sit guys week 16, week 17, the bye. And we've seen teams coming off a of bye play poorly. I mean, Kansas City last year, their first playoff game, they were down 24 nothing to the Texans. Now, I think mostly all of us felt they were coming back. I know I did. I bet the live money line and parlayed it with NBA games and hit. I was like, yeah, Texans ain't going to hold Kansas City down. They're going to come back. And it was a little risk in 24 nothing, but I felt confident, and they did. But that's why teams are re- rarely going to do that in Week 16. Uh, and look, I, I, I think it's the same for other sports. You know, basketball, I cut off the last two weeks of the regular season because the same thing happens. Guys, rest players. I mean, we see more rest in the NBA regardless anyway on back-to-backs and players coming off injuries. Uh, but even that, I cut it off. I mean, and if you play baseball head-to-head and you want to do it, I have no issue with it either. So it's not just football. I think it's all sports. We know as it gets late in the season, certain teams are going to shut down their star players if they're out of the playoffs, if they have any nagging injury. And it's going to happen here in Week 17. Although I feel so far, from what we know, it's actually not too bad this week. And I don't know if that has to do with the extra playoff spot or not as many things clear-cut. And maybe the extra playoff spot has something to do with that. But so far, and that can change. It definitely, one thing has changed since we did yesterday's podcast. And we'll get into it. Uh, what changed since yesterday's podcast? Oh, you know what? Yeah, before, we, yeah. Well, tell me what changed from yesterday's podcast. The the Steelers. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know I what? We kind we kind of we kind of talked about that a little bit in the sense that we were like, what kind of a shit draw would it be for the Bills to end up facing the Ravens in the first round? And by Pittsburgh starting Mason Rudolph, they're kind of just saying that what they're doing is they're tanking against Cleveland who would then move ahead of uh, of Baltimore, possibly. But see, the thing is, there's no clear-cut seeding based on what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like, oh, okay, if we lose, we avoid Baltimore. No, they could still get Baltimore. There's so many different ways that this can go. Uh, I think this is just Pittsburgh saying, hey, we need to be healthy. I mean, Ben's probably been banked up. Obviously, he's older. Right. So I think it's uh, that that's a bunch of factors there. For them. So uh, it's not like, all right, we get the three. We're going to get a favorable matchup. I don't see how, unless I'm missing something here, I don't see how that can happen. They, they won't know who they're going to play. There's so many different scenarios that can happen. Yeah, well, I mean, I think what they're probably looking at is, you know, they expect Buffalo to win, beat Miami, which would then knock Miami down to 10 and six. So if Cleveland wins, uh, I guess. I guess the Ravens have the tiebreaker over Cleveland. Do they have the tiebreaker they over Cleveland? They beat them twice. Okay, so, so the head, they beat them twice. So if the Ravens win their final game, they're against Cincinnati, right? And Cleveland wins, and Miami loses to the Bills, then Miami's bounced out of the playoffs. If the Colts win, if the Colts win, yeah, because the Colts are the odd team out right now. So if right. everyone wins, the Colts are out. 
if Miami loses and the Colts win and Tennessee, Baltimore, Cleveland will win, yes, then Miami would be the odd team out. Okay. So that's why, I mean, I don't don't think there's a scenario here where they go, oh, we know we're going to play X and we want that matchup because it could be a variety of teams. I just think this is a case of, Pittsburgh going, you know what? What's the difference between two and three? All right, fine. We'll play in Buffalo. We're used to the cold weather. We need to get healthy. Like Roethlisberger, they've talked, I guess, about his knee. Uh, obviously, he's coming off the elbow surgery. I mean, we see he's not throwing deep, so he's probably not 100%. But we could see other players rest. So they're just basically saying uh, it doesn't make a difference for us to be two or three. Okay. So I just wanted to clarify what was what was different from yesterday. Now, getting back to what you just said before. You cut off the last two weeks of your basketball season. We cut off week 17. <clears throat> if you're playing fantasy baseball, though, like usually what happens is that the playoffs tend to start in, uh, you know, over the month of September. Right. And Roto Leagues go to the final day of September, the final week of the, the final game of the season. So could you not turn around and kind of have sort of that similar mindset. You get all these rookies who come in, you get all, it just changes up the, the, the balance uh, of a lot of stuff that goes on. You know, it's like a team that's tanking, that's bringing in all these, you know, these crap starters from, uh, from single a ball. Cause they want to give them some, you know, some, some big league experience or whatever like that. And that kind of skews everything. Should we stop fantasy baseball at the end of August? I've heard that proposal before and in fact uh there was a contest that did that i didn't like it i think for roto leagues you play out the whole season i mean we've i I don't know i'm sure you have too i mean i've seen industry leagues home leagues that have literally gone down to the last day several times the last couple years just think that's real exciting head to head i don't mind cutting it off for head to head because again head to head we is a one week sample you know rotos everything so head to head i'm okay with moving the baseball up I also don't mind if it goes to the end as well, but I have not been playing as in many head-to-head leagues in recent years. I used to play in a head-to-head points league every year, and I do like it. It just wouldn't be my preferential format. I like the roto format for baseball the most. Yeah. Oh, I, I listen. I hate head-to-head format, and uh, and and listen. In all honesty, I think you know I I'd probably be better served with the roto football league too. How come we don't have any oh, of those? Would. Where's our I don't know, league? bro. Should we should we start one next year? I think we have to start one, right? Just to see. I think we have to start one. Now the question so wait, is: Wait, would is, it be? It wouldn't be roto though. It would be just total points, right? Yeah, I'm I'm down to do it. I'm down. It's something different. Why not experiment? Maybe people like it. I know there's always you know who's not going to like it the the players who are not good. Because you're going to be like, oh, well, no, I can't get lucky and slide into the sixth seed and get hot in the playoffs. They're not going to like it. Well, I say, all right, so here's what I think we do. I think what we do is we put together a 12-team league where it's it's just it's points only. And uh, and we just, you know, we we have that that running total there. I mean, listen, that's just, and you, you set know, your lineup every week, right? You like you have set, a bench and set you your get lineup, to make right? waiver. You get to, we do a draft. You make waiver pickups. Right. We do fab budget. The entire season and we and it all just comes down to basically it's just total points at the very end. And we play to week 17 through week 17. I am absolutely cool with that. I mean, look, and especially if you're doing it with people who play in so many leagues, 
why can't you do one league like that? And maybe you like it and say, you know what? I want to do more leagues like this. So you go, nah, I hate it. I want the head-to-head aspect. I want the trash talking. But it doesn't hurt to do it. I'm in. I would do it. Why not? All right. We're going to have to come up with a with a clever name. Are we going to bring... Are we going to bring industry heavy hitters into it or are we going to uh, open this up to the general public? Uh, what, either one or both. I'm sure there has to be some industry people that would be interested in that. I would have to think. I would have to think, too. Like, you know, I mean, sure, we'd have to, you know, skim for the uh, the intelligent ones. Right. Yeah. Well, that, that, that might take a while. <laughs> <laughs> Just all kidding. right, that, there everybody. you go. So I say, all right, we're definitely going to start that. We're going to need a, we're going to need a clever name for it. We're going to need a clever well, we, name. We have uh, eight months to come up with one. We do. Maybe we should run a contest here. Could do that too. Right. Could do a lot of things, Adam. We could. You know what you can't do right now? Oh, I'm afraid to even ask. I know this is not going to be good. What? <laughs> Win the GST league. Yeah. Thanks. Yes. You brought me in, and I win it all. Well, I didn't win it all, all, but I won most of it. Shouldn't have had it done, man. That's like you just you just walked up to a dude whose whose first name is the name of a city, and you invited him to play cards with you. That's not true at all. First of all, we're in different leagues. I also won the first year. I was in it too. Oh, all right. The beginner's luck league. Then is that what we're calling it? I guess you want to call it that. <laughs> but it's a fun league though right let me just check my PayPal. i mean you won so you gotta say yeah <laughs> let me look at my paypal account yeah and see it's coming bro you really think that i would steps. not pay people please the worst what kind of a commission is this oh stop the day after what if there's stack corrections jim <laughs> might still beat you your stat correction. All of a sudden, we find out Stafford did play, and he has twenty five <laughs> points. <laughs> now Jen is the champion, right? And then I don't want to tell you, hey Howard, can you forward that money to Jen? She really won. There were stat corrections, and she gained twenty seven points. You lost five. Hey, right? how did Corey Davis suddenly go from zero to twenty eight? What the yeah. hell went down? It was snowing, and we couldn't see the number on the touchdown. It was actually Corey Davis. <laughs> <laughs> he threw a touchdown pass. He ran one in on his own. That wasn't Tannehill. That was Corey Davis. We just couldn't see. It was the snow. You were in the Wildcat formation. That's just what went down. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about having an aneurysm after hearing that heart attack. Oh, my God. You're like, what? Dude, I'm, that'd be I'm, like an impractical but, Jokers episode. Well, again, there's another thing that you and I need to do. We need to do like our own impractical Joker show at like an FSGA conference. If oh, those that ever. would be phenomenal, man. Oh, we could do that and mess with fantasy. You know how easy that would be to mess with this industry with some of the people in it? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, that would be phenomenal. That is a great idea. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Getting to uh, live out that 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 dream of yours to be Joe and me as Sal. Oh yeah, that would be great. <laughs> but I I I know you know, but I think the purse average person who watches that show doesn't realize the production that goes into that and the hidden cameras. The that's it's re- really difficult to do that. Yeah, I I, I don't really. We'd have, have to that. do it obviously on a bootleg scale, on a small <laughs> amateur scale, like one camera here, a little. 
here and that's it. And then like Lisa Ann, can you just sit here with your phone? Hold your phone like this. Pretend like you're talking to somebody on speakerphone, but you're just going to be filming the entire time. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. See, look at that. All this stuff, all this stuff now just busted out of the Eddie Up podcast here. We're going to do points only for football. We're gonna do turn impractical, turn the FSGA into impractical joke. I mean, what else am I gonna do at the uh, at the FSGA now? Uh, I got relegated in the uh, in the football league. Oh, dude, it would be so funny, man! Like you are there interviewing people for jobs, and then like I come in and say crazy stuff to you. They kind of did that. I don't know if you, I don't, I don't know how far you got. They were like in an office. One of them, Q, was a receptionist, and all the people who worked with him while there was someone in the visiting room would come in and sexually harass him. Like all the females would be like, Hey, <laughs> you smelled really good on the elevator today. <laughs> and like, where they would say something. And then the dude would be like, yo, what the hell is going on? Every woman in this office loves you. What's your secret. And then right after that, a guy came in and started complimenting him. <laughs> the same way. It was hilarious, but something like that, like, you know, someone's, Oh wow, FSGA! I'm gonna get interviewed for a job with Alarm. I got to meet with Benner today, and then we just mess with them. Just screw around. It would work. It'd be phenomenal because no one would think, "Oh, this is a joke." No one would joke about something like that. <laughs> oh my god, that would be that would be tremendous. That would be tremendous. We get an escort to follow around Ray Flowers. Oh, they oh, that's another one. That's true. When we're in Vegas, hell yeah. Oh man, <laughs> this would be this would be epic. We we'd have to win an award the next year. I don't would best video, I guess. <laughs> it would have to be. It'd have to be, yeah. <laughs> or we make a new category just for that. Oh my god. Best fantasy prank. This this is what this is what happens, guys. This is what happens. Like football's over. We're done with that. Right? Now, all of a sudden, now the ideas all start flowing of how we can uh, torment uh, the rest of our industry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you know what? The funny thing, though, is that there are a number of people out there who would be really funny to do it, too. Like, I mean, come on. Like pranking Nando. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> right. That was this real. Huge. I don't think this is real. Ronis, he's behind us. <laughs> right punking chris bliss somehow <laughs> he's a he'd be tough he's a new yorker bro he's pretty sharp but that would be funny if we get him yeah no doubt no doubt there was a time so so at an fsga event out here in san francisco um i ended up bringing a bunch of people guys from like fantasy alarm and rt sports uh, over to the club that my wife and I owned, right? And it was uh, it was Lil Kim, and uh, she it was her first show uh, since getting out of the clink. So I like invited everybody. So we we go in there, we show up. Now imagine this. Now it's like me, and it's it's all the guys from uh, you know from like RT Sports and Fantasy. Everybody's in like their 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 company polo shirt and you know whatever. And we like roll up to uh, to to the club to the front of the club. Uh, that's there for, for Lil' Kim. Bottle hostess comes out, greets me. She's like, you know, they bracelet all of us. They put bring us upstairs. We get like the VIP VIP treatment, right? And we go up there and, uh, you know, just seeing that this group, like, you know, they bring us to our table. They drop bottles down. Everybody's drinking. Everybody's partying. And 
And at one point, so Ray Flowers goes downstairs uh, and, you know, he's like, you know, hanging out at the dance floor. They're partying. They're having a fun time. And, uh, and he comes back to me, I don't know, like half hour later after he went downstairs. And he comes back to me. And he's like, oh, hey, man. So I met these girls. They came up to me. We started talking. And can I get them some VIP bracelets so I can bring them up here? And so I'm like, yeah, sure. No problem. No problem. So we bring the girls up. You know, I give them the, the bracelets. He brings the girls up. They come in, they sit down, they're like, you know, they immediately, like, they start drinking, they're partying with us and everything's like, you know, all funny and, and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, you know, one of the girls starts talking to me, you know, oh, so, you know, do you, do you know somebody who owns this place, this, that, the other thing? I'm like, you know, whatever. And, uh, and, and I, before I even like get to tell her the story of, you know, who I am and, and, you know, my relation with, uh, with my wife. She slips me her business card. <laughs> She's an escort. <laughs> and I immediately I turned to, to, to Flowers and I'm like, what the hell is going? I was like, dude, you brought. And he was like, oh, really? I don't know. They, they just seem so nice. They seem so interested in me. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, of course they did. They looked at you. They were like, sucker. <laughs> or they go, oh, yeah, this guy would be interested. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, they hand it off to me and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's not going to happen. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I don't even know what got me onto that. So punking people, pranking people. Yeah. So there we go. You get like a easily get it with, with Ray, get hire the escort and just have her like following Ray around. He'll be like, you know, I think that she's genuinely interested. And we just film. <laughs> we just film. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's more to it than that. We can definitely gussy that up a little bit. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, before we get back to some actual football talk here, I just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight, the DFS site y'all should be playing on. And here's why. <laughs> Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on MonkeyKnifeFight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning. Even you, Adam. Even you. Uh, MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else MonkeyKnifeFight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. All right, let's get to it here. Let's talk about uh some of the teams who who are we trusting who are we not trusting i guess that's really what it comes down to um i've got the schedule sitting here in front of me 
So I know who's playing who. Now the question is, is <clears throat> do we trust that players are going to actually play this game? Uh, just a quick rundown here. Like Miami, they're, 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 they're going all out here. Does Buffalo go all out? I would think so, but it could change. Like does Buffalo see, oh, okay, well, Pittsburgh is really not playing anyone. Uh, maybe we should rest our guys too. I don't know. I mean, they were pretty aggressive Monday night, which I expected. I think that was just years of getting beat up by New England. They said, we're going to take it to them. And that's what they did. So um, I don't know. They might want to just keep going and say, you know what? We were on a roll. We're playing great. Let's let's keep Miami out. You know, it's a division rival. So I think it's still unclear at this point. Let's see if Buffalo reacts to what Pittsburgh is doing. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Pittsburgh against Cleveland, I guess that's kind of an interesting scenario here because, I mean, if it's Mason Rudolph and we don't see the the usual suspects on the field for Pittsburgh, uh, does Cleveland then kind of take their foot off the gas a little bit? Or is this like, you know, like must win? Oh, no, like, it's must win. They can't mess around because if they lose and then all the other 10-win teams win, they're out. So, not nah, Cleveland's all in here. They obviously need some help, but I believe all those games are at one o'clock, right? I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the NFL yeah. did a phenomenal job just organizing that yeah. by, you know, the the one the uh the one and the four o'clocks. So yeah, um, they cannot mess around. Uh they have to, to go for the win. I will say this. This happens many times. People look go, oh, they got the backers in. This is gonna be easy. And never is. Those teams come to play. This is not gonna be easy. I know Mason Rudolph has been terrible. The Browns defense is pretty good, but these teams usually fight. They don't give up. So don't pencil in an automatic win. Okay. Um, well, you know, it's really kind of funny. Did you see Harrison Bryant tight end for the Browns went on reserve COVID list? Yes. Are you concerned that there, that, that we could end up seeing a, another breakout? You know, I mean, kind of like, I mean, we saw what happened with the Cardinals and the Marlins in, in MLB. Well, wait a second. Do we, we saw what know? happened with the Ravens? Do we know if any of those receivers who missed the game tested positive or were they close contacts? I don't know. That's the thing. They might have been. They obviously couldn't play because it happened so late. They could have been close contacts, but they didn't have the five days. So that's the, the issue with a lot. We don't usually find out for like a day or two. Like Cooper Cup went on the COVID-19 list today. OK, was that a positive test or close contact? Don't know. Um, I'm assuming the Browns are going to have those receivers back this week. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of something that you have to wait for but i guess the possibility exists they're always something last second that would be the browns luck right they have this great year things turn around they're pretty much a lock for the playoffs they lose to the jets and then somehow lose this game and miss the playoffs yeah. winning 10 games oh man that would be i mean cool. imagine if baker mayfield all of a sudden becomes you know he goes onto the onto the covid list what if nick chubb and kareem hunt do you know i mean that's just that's that's the concern when i saw bryant go on the list that immediately uh, you know, peaked my radar on that aspect. That's going to be uh, nerve wracking. Um, Baltimore, Cincinnati, uh, Ravens. I do, do you look at this? I kind of look at this game kind of like Tampa, Detroit last week, right? Mm, Get that big uh, lead and then take the foot off the gas. I don't know. Bengals have kind of played well the last couple weeks, like they haven't given up, they fought. Uh, but then again, the Texans' defense is terrible. I mean, the Ravens' defense is not the, the same either, but I, I think Baltimore should take care of business. Now, remember, J.K. Dobbins might not play. 
So it could be looking at Gus Edwards, and I guess maybe Mark Ingram becomes active again. Uh, but I got to think that Baltimore does take care of business here, even though it is on the road. Okay, that works. That works for me. Um, I think they take care of business too. I guess, you know, the, like the question is, is, you know, we saw, you know, when Baltimore went up again, Gus Edwards got all the, all the work there. Do you look to Gus Edwards more than you look to, um, you know, JK Dobbins this week, because it is since it's only Cincinnati and, you know, listen, you can, you can easily beat up on them. Uh, Dobbins might not play. He's got a chest injury. So that's uh, something to keep an eye on. So it could be mostly Gus Edwards here. Maybe Mark Ingram is active again. That should be interesting. All right. Huh. See, this is all like a little food for thought for my head here. You know, I just yeah, look, the thing with DFS this week, too, is you never want to pencil in. You never do anyway on a Tuesday, Wednesday, but especially this week, because there are so many questions that we're still not going to have answered. We know we're going to have some surprises Sunday. And also, all games are Sunday this week. Every single game is Sunday. So you have a huge slate. So that's the thing, too. You have a huge slate. Any question marks, why bother, right? You got so many options to choose from. Right. Well, all right. But do you, though, and as far as, like, what you're choosing from, like, take, for example, Minnesota against Detroit. It's a division game. Neither team's got anything to play for. Nobody's going to the playoffs. Like, do you... Do you think about running Dalvin Cook or do you give Dalvin Cook like two or three series and then you turn to Alexander Madison for the rest of the way there? Like, you know, Stafford's not coming back right. for, for this last game. So it's Chase Daniel. So, you know, I mean, are you are you in on on Swift? Is Swift going to, you know, going to do something good? I mean, it's a, the, from from a fantasy standpoint, this matchup looks ridiculously tasty, like could be phenomenal for DFS if everybody had to like play, you know, at the at the optimum level. But I, I don't think I can trust anybody on either team. Yeah, it does suck because it's appealing. I mean, maybe Kirk Cousins plays the whole game. I got to think Jefferson does. Irv Smith, like, why are you going to shut these guys down? They're young. Um, Cousins is healthy. Uh, maybe Thielen you cut back. Cook is interesting because they did sign him. You know, do you turn to Madison if he's back. Uh, maybe they don't even bring him back either. Right. Does Mike uh, Boone become your week 17 uh, savior? See, we won't. You really won't know until the end of the week. I mean, and some teams are not going to divulge their plans. They right, might not right, say right. anything. We're just um, we're just yeah, speculating no, I here, Adam. I, because that's a that's a great that's a great game to attack, too. Even on the Detroit side, I mean, Minnesota's defense was horrendous. And I know it's Chase Daniel, but at least Swift, I would feel OK about. Because you got to figure, why arrest him? It's not like he had a lot of touches this year. Unleash him. Let him go off. No, if if I were if if I were you know if this were a regular game, like let's say if this game we were looking at it again, uh, I don't even know what happened the last time these two teams played. I should probably look that up. But like, just but from, isn't it kind of irrelevant without Stafford though? Like as to what they did the last time they played? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, but I'm saying you know I got it. Yeah, Minnesota against 30, Detroit's 20, defense. 34-20, Minnesota won. Yeah, see, I would stack this game. Like, I would go Cousins, Cook, and Jefferson, right? Or some, you know, something like that, and then have Swift be the, the piece coming back. Yeah, Irv Smith too, man. I mean, they look for him in the red zone. And Kyle Rudolph was placed on injured reserve. Yeah, yep, yep. So, 
Yeah, that's a, that's a game that I, I wish we could attack, but I just don't know if I can trust it. Um, Jets, New England. I don't think oh, anybody no. cares about either no, one of those man. games. No. Yeah. What about Dallas, New York? Like all of a sudden here, you know, it's I guess Dallas needs the win Both if they do. want if, if they have any hope. Does New York need the win too? Yes. If the Giants win and Washington lose, the Giants win the division. If the Giants win and the and Washington loses, the Giants would go in as a division winner at six and ten. They have the tiebreaker, huh? Yes, and if if both those scenarios occur, yes. Wow. And then they wow. they'd have to wait and watch Washington Philly at night, and then. So yeah, Giants and Cowboys both motivated, and uh, Cowboys offense has been playing good. Now they took advantage of a really depleted Philadelphia defense. Giants are better. They have Bradbury to shadow, probably Cooper to start. Um, but that happened last week. You know, Brad it was a slay on Cooper and Gallup was killing him. So they kind of switched it up and then Cooper would kill them. So, uh, but the Giants defense is better than Philly and they are at home. So, but I think you could still look at players on both sides in this game. I mean, Sterling Shepard on the Giants side. No, you can't go with their running backs. You can't play Daniel Jones. So it's kind of Shepard. In Dallas, you could look at the receivers, maybe. Zeke. Sorry, I'm just daydreaming about what kind of a mood my wife would be in if the Giants actually won the division. Oof. Yeah, I'm I'm actually <laughs> I'm actually kind of uh excited for the first time since like week three about the Cowboys because at this point who cares about the draft pick they already blew that it's not like they're going to get a top five pick so might as well just go win the division get a playoff game even though they'll lose in all likelihood to Tampa eh, might as well you got something to play for this week go win it interesting very very interesting all right so that one's got a couple of pieces uh Tampa Bay Atlanta so I think Tampa, if they win, they can improve their seeding. But I think if they win, even if... Uh, no, if they need to win to get the five. So they, they win, need... they get the five. And then that means you get an NFC East team. Oh, if they win... Tampa wins, they get the five? Yeah. Or the four? The five. The, the division yeah. winners are the top. They can't... Four. Yeah. They can't... The Saints have already clinched that division. Okay. Yep. Wow. All right. So Tampa... Uh, needs to win to keep that five seed. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> Brady and, and Br- against look, it's the it, Falcons. It's tough to take Bruce Arians at face value. What he says, he did say that they're playing this game to win. Um, so probably the thing is though, they could pull their players if they build a big lead. That's the only issue. But will they? Um, you know, does Atlanta show up? Do they look? Atlanta showed up last week. They could have beaten Kansas City. Do they do it again? Um, division rival, right? Do they play hard? Does Julio Jones return? I don't know. I doubt it, but yeah. Uh, so that's the risk there. But hey, the other thing is, all right, well, if they do blow them out and pull the starters, that means they put up a lot of points. Like you would have taken Brady last week, even with two quarters and one drive, do put up 37 fantasy points and leaves with six points for a passing touchdown. You'll be okay with that. So uh, that's that's one to consider. But again, with Tampa Bay, they spread it around. Like, who are you going to play what, Mike Evans? I mean, yeah, he had a big game last week. But what if he scores, Godwin scores, Gronk scores? I mean, Ronald Jones will be back. 
he was activated off the COVID nineteen list. Mm-hmm. So that's the problem with Tampa, man. Yeah, you don't run on you don't run on Atlanta. Though. Yeah, no, nah, they've been good against the run. So that's the problem with Tampa. They just spread it around so much. Okay, so we put them in the untrustworthy uh, spot there, and those are those. That's the that's it for the one o'clock games. So those are the one o'clock games. Now they go move to the four o'clock games. Um, we get some craziness here. Another NFC North matchup: Green Bay against Chicago. Chicago needs the win. <clears throat> and Green Bay, uh, Green Bay locks up the uh, the bye week with a win as well. Right. So, do you see these two teams playing their hearts out? Chicago, obviously, yes. Green Bay, probably. I mean, they've been on a roll, so they need the win to lock it up. They lose, then they risk losing that one seed, and you want that bye. And Green Bay definitely wants to be at home, as you saw Sunday night. They get some snow. Seems like it's a little of an advantage for them. So, yeah, I, I, I think as of now, I'd say yes to Rodgers and Adams. And let's not forget, Rodgers is trying to win that MVP. Yeah, well, yeah, there you go. And that to me, that to me says I'm going to like build lineups around Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Yep. And probably we're going to find value this week. I haven't looked at prices yet. I'm sure you're going to be able to fit them in. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Um, all right, Vegas against Denver. Nobody oh, cares about yeah. either. Like, would you even would you bother looking at like do you, do you look at Josh Jacobs as a possibility here? Do you look at anybody off of Denver? Jesus, did Jerry Judy look like a mess on Sunday? Yeah, I think this is a game. This is tricky because it could be an ugly game or it could be explosive because both defenses stink, but. I mean, do, do the Raiders start Derek Carr? I mean, I know he looked pretty good last week, but if he has any type of groin issue, like, why would you even bother? Yeah, it doesn't. Well, I mean, again, the game doesn't matter. Yeah, that that's one I'm probably not looking at much right now. I have to kind of examine that further. Okay, all right. Uh, Colts hosting the Jaguars. We know the Jaguars are already in the tank. They're not going to start Robinson. Um, they'll probably have Glennon again, or uh, who the hell cares? Who, who does? It doesn't even matter. Um, you load up on Jonathan Taylor here. What about the um, what about the receiving core for the Colts? I mean, do we ever feel good about playing them? I mean, we don't. We mentioned I, I mentioned that that T. Y. Hilton Texans matchup was going to be a potential problem. Like I could see him disappointing, and that's exactly what happened. But Michael Pittman's in concussion protocol. Uh, I still don't want to play any T.Y. Hilton, maybe. I don't know. I don't feel good about it. I think Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, nobody from the Jacksonville side. I don't care about that. Start yeah. that Colts defense. <laughs> um, Chargers, Chiefs. No. Yeah, obviously, it's all backups for the Chiefs. Um, does Justin Herbert try to pad? that rookie touchdown record. Yeah, I think so. Now, the question is, though, what are the weapons at his disposal? Um, I don't see Keenan Allen playing. I could right. see Mike Williams sitting. Uh, but we did see Herbert put up two weeks ago, at least, with Johnson and Guyton. Right. Yeah. And maybe Henry comes back. Uh, if not, Parham's a big weapon at 6'8". So, yeah, I, just, I think I'm still okay with Herbert, but we did see 
not a great game from him last week. You know, could have had a second touchdown with 251 and one. So I think he's in the mix. I'm not going to X him out. Okay. Uh, Arizona taking on the Rams. I mean, this one's a big one right now. Both teams fighting for, for a playoff spot. Uh, Arizona sitting at eight and seven. Rams are at nine and six right now. Um, this is, this is two teams who are playing all out, but you know, another leg issue for Murray, um, Jared Goff has a broken thumb, uh, cups got the COVID like all of a sudden this game that means so much, dude, it's, this could be a mess. Oh yeah, man. Especially on the Ram side, man. It uh, looks like Darrell, Darrell Henderson's oh, going to yeah, be yeah. out. I mean, Cooper Cup on the COVID-19 list. Again, we don't know exactly if it was a positive test or a close contact. Yeah, man, this game is an absolute mess right now. Yeah, I get it. I mean, how you can, how are you going to trust? You would think, oh, if Cup's out, Robert Woods. But with this quarterback situation, I mean, you can't trust them. And uh, I guess Kylo Murray and Hopkins, you'd probably consider uh, maybe the Cardinals defense against John Wolford, I mean, not even a Malcolm Brown mention. I mean, in DFS, uh, <laughs> maybe. I mean, he's usable. I mean, if he's cheap, I guess. But I mean, what if this offense really struggles to move the ball? Is this right? That early total is 39 and a half. Holy <laughs> crap. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Let me double check that. Wow. wow. Have we? I don't remember. Do we, have we had a game below 40 this year? No, not at all. Right? Yeah, I don't remember that. Not at all. That's pretty crazy. I, I mean, you, you understand why they're doing it right yeah, now. Yeah, of course. Uh, let's see. It is so many games to scroll through this week. Oh, it's not even on the board here on the DK Sportsbook? Oh. All right, it's probably somewhere else then. Probably because they're sitting there waiting to find out what's yeah. going on with Goff they, and whether yeah. or not he's going to play. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Let's. um, What do we got? Oh, Seattle at San Francisco. Seattle needs the win. San Francisco's out of it. Um, does But because it's the division to the 49ers try to play spoiler. Yeah, man. The 49ers played very hard last week, man. They came to play, man. That's the one thing you I think they're one of the most well-coached teams in the NFL. They just had so many injuries this year they couldn't overcome. Uh, so, yeah, I think San Francisco comes to play in this game, man. No question about it. Uh, they're definitely motivated to play spoiler, finish strong. We saw Kittle play limited snaps. Had a decent game. Uh, if he's going to be limited, though, I don't want to play him in DFS. I mean, look, we're not going to have Kelsey, though. Uh, Waller, you know, how much does he play? I would think he plays, but... We, we're not going to have probably that elite tight end to spend up for. So maybe Kittle. Um, but we got to see, though. And I, I mean, who are you playing on Seattle right now, bro? <laughs> like, <laughs> right? I mean, you don't want to play Russ. You maybe. don't want to play Russ. DK has been, you know, smothered and covered. Right. Um, we'll probably get Barrett, who's played well. I mean, yeah. yeah. Rocket. Lockett, you don't want to deal with. He's going to get Richard Sherman. Oh, no, no. He's, he's If he works out of the slot, he'll, he'll get Kawan Williams. Yeah. And, and Lockett's done nothing for weeks. He's, he's crazy, right? It's amazing how this dude can have 
multiple three touchdown games and then never be heard from again. It's amazing how good the offense was. And now it's like one we don't want a part of. How is that? How, what, what's going on with that? Where, where the hell is that coming from? Uh, I think part of it is they've been reliant on the run more, but still it doesn't make any sense why. I mean, have teams just figured them out? Because they really don't have a lot of weapons. I mean, you just want to limit Metcalf and Lockett, and that's pretty much it. Uh, you know, David Moore makes the occasional play. Tight ends are okay. But it, yeah, it's it's perplexing, man. I, I just think they're not creative enough in this offense. And I think teams have started to figure them out. Yeah, all right. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, New Orleans against Carolina. In Carolina, uh, I guess the question on everybody's mind is, how many touchdowns does Alvin Kamara rush for this weekend? Oh, boy. Um, uh, it's not going to be six. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> really? Can you can you say that with 100% certainty? Yes. Because Taysom Hill is going to definitely get one or two this week, as he got one before he even got that six. That was kind of weird. I was like, wait a second, what? He wasn't even in the game. And then he came in after the Taysom Hill one. Uh, look, the Panthers have played hard. The last couple of weeks, you know, that Green Bay game, they were stomped on in the first half and they shut down Green Bay in the second half. And I know they went against Haskins last week, but they play well against Washington. So I think this is a team with Matt Rule. He's done a good job. He's created a culture there. So I don't think they give up. Uh, but the Saints obviously uh, want to lock up. Well, try and win to potentially get the one seed if Green Bay slips up. So and even getting the two seed and staying home. Home in case, uh, you know, Green Bay gets knocked off, then they get home field. So I think the Saints will play here. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. I want to make sure I get my Taysom Hill shares all set, locked away. Uh, the final game for the afternoon uh, is Tennessee at Houston. Now, again, Houston, nothing to play for. Tennessee, on the other hand, uh, they, they, they gotta get some work done, right? They are the, what well, right now they're the four seed. Well, they, if they win, they win the division. If they win, so they, they win the division and then right. they lock in as the four seed. If they lose, uh, then at 10 and six, that's not a great spot to be. Uh, they need what Miami and the Colts to lose also. Oof. Oof. Tennessee's got nothing locked in right now. Here is. Right, so I think if they... Oh, here's the scenario. Maybe, you ready? Tennessee yeah. clinches the AFC South division with a with a win or a Colts loss, all right, or they both tie. Right. They clinch a playoff berth with a Baltimore loss or a Miami loss or Tennessee and Tennessee ties and then Cleveland loses. Tennessee ties, Miami ties, Tennessee ties, Baltimore ties. So, this is a must-win for Tennessee. Like you do not want to, you do not want to have to worry about whether or not you uh, uh, Baltimore loses or Miami loses. That's definitely not what you want to do. Oh, for sure. And I am all in on the Titans this week. Yeah, against the Texans defense too. I mean, Derrick Henry is going to be probably huge ownership this week. Ninety-six point eight percent owned. I'll bet. Yeah, yeah. I think you have to prioritize him though. Um, oh, how much is he going to be on this slate? I don't even want to look at that. At least nine k, I would think on DK, right? 
The last time these two teams played, Tennessee won 42 to 36. Derrick Henry rushed for 212 yards and two touchdowns. Tannehill threw for 366 and four. This was the game where Anthony Ferkser went eight for 113 with a touchdown. Oh, AJ Brown, fun. two touchdowns. Humphreys with a touchdown. On the Texans side, uh, Deshaun Watson, 335 with four touchdowns. David Johnson, 19 for 57 with a touchdown. And then, boom, Will Fuller, 123 and a touchdown. Fells scored a touchdown. Cook scored a touchdown. Cobb scored a touchdown. This is the game, Adam. For sure. Derrick Henry is 9,400 on DK. That's actually pretty affordable. Kamara is 95. Cook, 92. I would definitely take Derrick Henry in that. Like, that's that's not outlandish pricing at all. I figured Derrick Henry would be a, a shit ton more. Given the matchup and, oh, my God. Cook's at 92, you said? Yep. Huh. I mean, it's a great matchup if we know he's playing the whole game. Exactly, exactly. And that for that reason, that's why I avoid that. This is must win for Tennessee, no, no matter what. Damn. Unfortunately, everybody and their grandma is going to be on. It's going to be the chalkiest fucking play. Now we got to figure out how you find the smash spots in, in the bargain smash spots in that game. Right. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. I love this, man. This is, uh, this is good stuff. Uh, finally, the, uh, the Sunday night game, Washington. Uh, they're taking on the Eagles. Washington wins. They win the division. Washington loses. The division goes to the winner of the Dallas Giants game. It's a good thing this isn't on the main slate for DFS. <laughs> I, would, I would hate to have to throw in a, a Washington stack. Right? I mean, we don't even know who's going to be the quarterback. Will it be, is Alex Smith going to be good enough to go? And McLaurin's dealing with a high ankle sprain. He probably doesn't play. I mean, you got, you would want Logan Thomas, I would think, though. Although his price probably would have gone up based on what he's done the last couple weeks. And yeah, Gibson, oh, are you kidding? Gibson and looked, and Gibson with, looked like, really good last week, man. It's just they fell behind and they couldn't use him. He had 10 carries for 61 yards. Yeah. Listen, I would I would love it. But, you know, that's uh, you can save that shit for the showdown slate, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. So there you go, folks. Nice little early look here uh, at what we're going to be up against in week 17. Remember, there's no Thursday game, so there's no rush for anything. We can take our time. We can wait for the news to to fall in. It's one of the reasons why the I didn't even do the watch list today at Fantasy Alarm. Like I set it up, I started, you know, scoping some players out and stuff. But in all honesty, there's just there's a lot of news that's got to break that uh, it's going to have major major effects on everything here oh yeah this week is going to be a nightmare to do the rankings yeah yeah oh i, I look forward to seeing you oh, your, boy. Your, your product there adam it's going to be rough it's going to be constant tweaking and moving guys up moving guys down week 17 is never fun for that no it is definitely not that's that's the thing with the with the watch list i remember last year uh, when I, you know, I, I was doing the watch list regularly and it was like, holy crap, dude. I like, I, I took out like seven players and added another nine in week 17. It was like, 
It was so back and forth. It was such a pain in the ass. Look, I know people love to work on their DFS lineup early in the week, but I don't know if you agree with me. I think it's kind of a waste like to start putting in lineups. If you want to like start looking at things, oh, I like this guy, I like this guy. But how many times do we see last minute things happen, and especially this year with COVID-19? Like, I don't even know why you would mess around with lineups on Wednesday and Thursday this week. I don't know. I mean, listen, I'm not, you know, you obviously you're not making any final decisions. You can tweak stuff, but, you know, to get a good feel of the player pool and the pricing, like, you know, to be able to turn around and sit there and say, you know, like if all of a sudden, like somebody's declared out or whatever, to just have that wherewithal to say, you know what, boom, I know exactly what I'm going to be doing here. I'm going to play him as a value play, which saves, you know, which gives me like an extra $1,500, which means that now I can pay up at both running back spots. You know, I mean, you just, you have that general idea uh, of what you're looking at. You, I mean, finalizing anything is the dumbest thing in the world. I no, don't I'm just saying, like, like I wouldn't be putting lineup it, lineups in, looking at everything, prices for you. That's fine. Yeah, that's research. That's part of the process. But to put in lineups and be like, you know what's going to change. Right, but I mean, you're not, you're not, you're not submitting the lineups for... And and not able to change them, you're just you're placeholding. Well, there's a difference I, I, between placeholding and actually sitting there and going, all right, this is my quarterback receiver. Like, are you just reserving the lineups? Or are you spending time going, all right, yeah, this is my blueprint. I'm gonna put this one in, and then just like to me, it's kind of like a waste because so many things happen and change. Oh, see, you know what? I mean, well, my process is obviously a little bit different. I I hold a couple of spots. For the contest that I know I'm going to do. And and I just, you know, because I, I sit there and I'm like, okay, I really like this stack. I like this idea. And but I just said, I a build lot of time like, in that though, right? You're just like, that? all right, I'm going to reserve my spot. Here's my preliminary stack. Oh, the Vikings run it back with Detroit. Uh, put this guy in, this guy in. Like you're not sitting there spending hours doing this though, right? No, I'm not spending okay, hours that's doing what it. I mean. that's I'm what spending I mean. like 15 minutes, dude. I've got my placeholder. I've got my thing. News breaks, and I'm like, oh, shit, look at that. So, you know, Pittsburgh's going to be starting Big Ben. So I can go back to the lineups when I have some time just to kind of kick around and be like, okay, let me get rid of Deontay Johnson. Let me get rid of Eric Ebron. I'm not interested in these guys, and here are some other guys. And, you know, by the time I get to, you know, Sunday morning, I, you know, I want to make as as few last-minute decisions as possible because, you know, when you make those last-minute decisions – you know, oftentimes it's because you've been wrapped up in your head too much. There's a difference between making a change because there's a significant injury or there's significant value all of a sudden, like, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, that's that's fine. Um, but like, you know, to sit there and have to like, you know, catch up on everything and start playing around with lineups for the first time, like really early, you know, like two hours before the, the slate locks. I feel like there's there's just that there's that much pressure on me. So I like to kind of play around with it over time. Um, and it just because it keeps me from getting all like tense and overworked about, you know, oh, you know, playing around with this lineup and, you know, just haven't had enough, you know, just don't feel like I have enough time to, you know, dig up the value on DK. That's not the same value on FanDuel. And that's kind of what my, you know, I guess my process is a little bit more hectic than yours. Right. And everyone has a process that works for themselves and you have to figure out what it is and then go by it. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, well, listen, we're gonna uh, we're gonna keep talking about this stuff. Uh, we might sneak in uh, some some hoops talk as well. Uh, but you know, listen, we'll get you guys ready. If you've got a week seventeen question, championship, whatever, you can always hit up at, at Adam Ronis on Twitter at Rono Buzz Guy on Twitter. Love the shout outs for you and uh, appreciate you liking and subscribing the Andy Up Podcast. But that's gonna do it for us here today. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.